Hello and welcome to This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. I'm Scott Interante and I am joined by Tristan Miller. They are a actor, a stand-up comedian, a musician, a podcast host. You do everything and I'm so uh, grateful grateful uh, for you for you to be here. Rachel is my favorite friend's character. <laughs> um, I'm yes. happy to be here. Thank you very much for having me on. I really do appreciate it. And obviously, I like talking to you about music. So there you go. Right. If the listeners out there don't know, uh, you host a Randy Newman podcast called You Got a Friend in Me mm-hmm. that I have been, um, I guess, in a sort of way, co-hosting or featuring on many episodes. Yeah, I would say co-host at this point because we do the albums with you and then guests with random songs that people like. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for us to get to like his scores. Like when The Natural comes up, I, <laughs> I'm excited to like, how are we going to process this one? Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing about Randy Newman is there's so much, so much to dig into, which of course, you know, we, w- we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves, sure. but maybe later in this episode, we'll get into some more Randy Newman. <laughs> yeah. For those who haven't looked at the title of this episode. <laughs> exactly. That's always like, I host a, a podcast where we review mystery media. Right. And every time my co-host goes, today we're talking about this. I'm like, they can presumably read i mean maybe someone who is blind is listening to the podcast so maybe that is sure. good but like i was like they probably know yeah, they did <laughs> click on they it. they did yeah. click on it at the very least but anyway we're here to talk about music and mm-hmm. our favorite music and what makes us uh love pieces of music so i know that you are a musician i know that you know i can see some guitars and a banjo behind you mm-hmm. i know you play piano i know you sing and play some other things but i know that you have also specifically told me eh, I, I, don't, I don't really listen to that much music <laughs> so <laughs> So what is it when you do connect to a piece of music, when you do hear a song that like really hits you, what is it about that? What kinds of things affect you? Ooh, that's kind of tricky. A lot of the time it's lyrics. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a good melodic situation, you know, that's better. But most of the times it's it's lyrics. Um, like the first band I was like really, really into was the Fratellis. Right. And the way John Fratelli writes a song is often just bass backwards and kind of strange. But when I do find a, a song, I, it'll, it'll generally start with a song and then I'll fall into a pit of listening to everything, which is what happened with Randy. Right. But it also has happened with like Jim Croce and the Fratellis and the Beatles growing up. I mean, I think I feel like the obvious response is like it's it's emotional. It's always emotional, right? Right. If something has a good beat, I, I started off in percussion. So if something has something I can like move my feet to, I really enjoy that. Um, country music, I really respond to because I grew up in South Dakota, despite my parents not listening to country music at all. See, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, despite that, like there's something ingrained in me that I'm like, oh, no, you're right. A song about coal mining is very good. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was going to say you and I have done karaoke together a few times and you're always reliable to break out like an 80s or 90s country song that I've never heard of before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The amount of times I've also sung 16 tons at like an open mic <laughs> and people are like, what the hell is this? I'm like, you've never heard of Tennessee Ernie Ford? Right. No, I, what? is the answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's great. Look him up. Yeah. Well, what is it about that kind of stuff in particular? I mean, I guess that that kind of music is very lyric forward. It, yeah. It's a lot of it. And I'm realizing it now is storytelling as well. Right. 
like John Fratelli, even though they're kind of more free associative, there'll be like a character in almost every song. And Jim Croce obviously is writing about weirdos he met, right. you know. Yeah, it's kind of a folk influence of like, here's a story or a situation that we're exploring a concept, but mostly it's it's stories and characters, which I'm kind of putting together right now. So thanks for that. Um, it's also like, there's a certain... <laughs> I don't like a nice sounding voice. Right. Okay. And a lot of country, a lot of blues, a lot of folk musicians don't, because it is lyric forward, they don't rely on like, I'm classically trained and I have these round vowel sounds. Tom Waits has a beautiful voice in my estimation. Right. Right. And I mean beautiful. Like, I don't mean like being cheeky. I mean, like, I love listening to him. And... You know, Jimmy Buffett is the same way. He is like, that's not a voice. Johnny Cash, too, couldn't sing worth a damn. Right, you know? right, right. And as someone who grew up being told that they couldn't sing very well, um, I responded to that. And <laughs> yeah. And when I do sing music, a lot of the times I'm doing kind of an impression of somebody else. Right. And that makes it easier to sing. And if you're doing a, a funny voice on top of singing, people kind of give you a little leeway. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've always found I need to lean into like the Elvis Costello impression in order to really yeah. sing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand completely. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I know you mentioned obviously country stuff growing up where you grew up and, and you mentioned the Beatles being an early thing. Do you have a memory of the first time you heard something that you were like, oh, this is for me or this really connects to me? I'm going to think here for a minute. I mean, flying purple people eater <laughs> growing up. <laughs> um, my dad likes a lot of novelty songs. Right. That shouldn't surprise so, me. Yeah. At all. <laughs> And so hearing that, and again, that's a storytelling song. Right. Beware the Heffalump by uh, the new Christy Minstrels was a big staple okay. in our house. Um, but I remember responding to that. And, but there was a, like a moment of transcendence that I had. So it was, a, I guess, 2001 or so. We were in the car, we were listening to the radio, and what we thought was uh, complicated by Avril Lavigne came on the radio. My okay. dad hates that song. It's like, uh, blah, blah, blah. My older sister, Krista, loved that song. So she's like, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. And it's Weird Al. Just to check it out. 19 extra larges. What a shame. No one came. And my my parents start losing their minds because they're like, he's still going. And I had a moment of just, oh, you can take something and ruin it. Uh, and I just got obsessed with the the whole right. album Poodle Hat, which is what that track is off of. And, you know, um, my sibling Molly, they also like liked a number of songs. So so we got that album. And then halfway through, Molly was like, ah, you know, you can just have it. And I was like, ah. And the same thing happened with uh, Welcome Interstate Managers oh, by yeah. Fountains of Wayne. Yeah. Stacy's mom was also kind of a moment of transcendence of like, right. again, it's storytelling. It's cheeky. It's weird. Yeah. And realizing that that's the worst song on the album right like right. it's not a bad song but like the it's like this is the one that popped up yeah hung up on you is something oh yeah I, well as the country music fan yeah exactly yeah. and also the fact that it's a country song in the middle of this like kind of <laughs> pop punk sounding thing and i love that they had the audacity to just do that even uh What's the the first track off of that called? Oh, Mexican Wine. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that, the you better are believe. So good. And again, it's storytelling and it you better believe that was my MySpace like 
Oh, yeah. All over. All <laughs> over. Oh, it's such a good album. But I think about the lyric, she lived alone in a small apartment from across the street from the health department. She left her pills in the glove compartment. That was the afternoon her heart went. I'm like, wow. Oh. Genius. Yeah. Okay, we're getting off tan- yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a yeah. tangent because we can easily just talk about how good Welcome Interstate Managers is. But the point is that, you know, you sort of find that that lyrical element, the storytelling element is what has really connected with you. Yeah. And what makes you feel like, oh, this is the greatest song, you know. Yeah, even um, when I got into Green Day, the first album I got into was American Idiot, which is a right. concept album. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So now if we're going to focus in on like, okay, big picture now, what is the song that makes you say, this is the greatest song I've ever heard in my entire life? (laughs) It is Short People by Randy Newman. Oh, it has to be. Like, I think of the other ones, like 16 Tons is also like something it's been around my whole life. But Short People, I think, is the greatest song of all time, period. Not I've heard, but that has ever been, perhaps. Wow. Because it's so weird. Lyrically, it's very tight. He's got bars, you know. Right. The chord progression seems simple until you learn the way he plays it. And then you're like, he must have huge hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like Jimmy Christmas like and I got these little hands and little eyes but um, <laughs> uh, the first time I heard it was like, I have to shout out Punch Up the Jam which is another great musical of podcast. course yeah and that was the first time I heard Short People I had heard of it because my dad was like that's the one Randy Newman song I knew because of course it's the one that he knew but so the first time I really was I had heard it before, thought it was funny. And then when they do, you know, an analysis on Punch Up the Jam, they go lyric line by line. And so really having that be introduced to be like, oh, this is each individual chunk is really funny, too. Right. And then the music video. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Where he goes, someone goes, what are you trying to do? And he goes, change the face of American music. And then he gives him the (laughs) finger. And I'm like, that. exactly who i want to be unfortunately as a short person myself i you know right well yeah i'm i give him permission to be mean to me right and also it's such a beautiful piece of satire because it's clearly just about how stupid bigotry is exactly yeah and the fact that like a lot of people don't understand that does frustrate me a lot (laughs) Because to me, it was so obvious the first time I heard it. I was like, oh, yeah, he's making fun of racists. Got it. Right. Well, I think it's one of those things where, like, you need to at least think about it like 1%. You know, like, if you you just sort of hear and you're like, what is this song with this guy making fun of short people? You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But then if you take, like, at least one second to think about it, you're like, oh, oh, right, of course. This is... It's it's a satire. It's making fun of the idea of, you know, how how silly bigotry is, you know, 100 percent. But but of course, what I also love is that it has this turnaround on the bridge, you know, where, you mm-hmm. know, these beautiful harmonies. And then it goes right back <laughs> into being <laughs> into the yeah. course. 
Yeah. Absolutely. I and it's not even with the chorus. It changes up to they have nobody to love, which right. oh my god, like it's so good. But yeah, and I think he does that a lot. Of like, there's a, like a little twist in the middle of like, right. hey, here's me being kind of sincere or showing that people are two faced, right? Right. And also, like, in that moment, specifically in short people, when he's talking about, you know, you use it, like, for bigotry or whatever. This is what a lot of racist people will say is like, oh, no, you know, black people are people, but I still don't want them in my house, you know, or whatever. Please <laughs> right, take. Exactly. Yeah. Please make sure there's context around me saying that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> for the love of God. Um, so I think it's really poignant in a weird way. And um, and if funny at the same time and it. It's smart and stupid at the same time. It's everything right. I want in a piece of, dare I say, art. Yeah, uh, you dare. You I absolutely durst. must dare. Yeah, and then, I mean, musically, it's great, too. Like you were saying, it's got this kind of looping chord progression, which is a little bit funkier and cooler than you might think it is on the surface. And it's just got this great groove. I love the, like, congas in the background, getting the groove going. Mm -hmm. And then like the most satisfying part because the whole thing is kind of in this halftime feel and then at the end as it's repeating the chorus and it's fading out it cuts to like double time oh yeah that snare comes in and it's like oh this is great yeah 100% <laughs> Like little walk down that bump, but um, but yeah. um, and as someone again who folk music, country music, that bump, and also jazz, you know, bump, bump, but um, yeah. bump, but um, bump, but uh, I love that. I fall in yeah. love with it every time. I don't care how many people use it, use it all the time. <laughs> yeah, and it's such a fun song, and it's also like Randy has a weird voice, you know, he just does, and right. the song is a lot higher than. <laughs> A lot of people yeah. think, myself included, because you were there when we met doing karaoke and I did this right. song and I was like, man, I am just not in the right key. I am just <laughs> trying to make this work. But it is the perfect karaoke song, as you said, and I think you said that on, on the other podcast, mm -hmm. because if for people who are familiar with it, they love it. And then people who are not familiar with it are flabbergasted at what you're singing. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a, you're right. It is just like such a weird, it's a weird song from a weird little guy, a real weird big guy, actually. Yeah. And I think I wanted to spell a common misconception about the song. Okay, it is not do. about little people. Right. Or, you know, people with dwarfism. Right. It is not that. It is about people who are like, my height or shorter like short it's just like short people yeah exactly <laughs> it's about tamara morrison um roman roy and yeah exactly and you know i don't have anybody to love now so maybe he is right he's on to something he is on to yeah, something. well i i really appreciate that pick i think it's a great pick for anyone who hasn't really fully experienced the whole song please as soon as this episode is done go listen to that you're going to love God, it, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, please let people know where they can find you and plug whatever you got to plug. Sure. The website I use the most is twitter.com and it's at Tristan J. Miller one. And then I have a link tree. So just go there and mm. find everything. But I'm going to start doing um, some live streams on Twitch, specifically virtual comedy shows, which I, I promise they're good because they're like, <laughs> they're like. <laughs> 
<laughs> comedians playing Quiplash, which is right. a great comedy get party game, and then a podcast where um, I improvise movies with a guest called Focus Testing, which I used to just do a normal podcast about. And then um, I just released a musical album. So if you want to hear me caterwailing <laughs> and doing impressions, you can go to Apple Music, Spotify, Google, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's called Tristan Miller Live Parenthetical for Now and in Concert. And Scott, you were there when I, uh, I, was there. I recorded yeah, it's, it. It's great. Um, I'll We'll have a link in the show notes, as they say. <gasps> and, um, and yeah, you should check it out. It's a great time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a great time playing it, and it's always a, a joy to be able to play a yeah. piano. Well, thank you so much, and uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for listening to the first episode of This is the Greatest Song I've Ever Heard in My Entire Life. You can follow me on Twitter at Interante Scott. That's I-N-T-E-R-R-A-N-T-E. You can also follow the show at Great Song Pod. That's Great G-R-8 Song Pod. And be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. I look forward to talking to you next time. Mm-hmm.